0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Gardening with E. And today I wanna to talk about gardening with kids. Now for me, kids means, can mean any age. Uh, I have a three year old and a 13 year old. So I have some experience with the young kids and the in between and early teenagers. I don't have firsthand experience of teenager teenagers, um, but I can always add that on later as my son gets older. Probably one of the most important things to remember about gardening with children is to space out uh, plants that will mature at different times. So, for example, you want to have some that are quick, like lettuce and and uh, spinach and radishes and things like that. Then you want to have some that are a little bit longer, like tomatoes and cucumbers and things like that. But when my kids were young, like when Ethan was young and then when now, while Emily is young, gardening was such a fun experience. like toddlers are perfect. Once they're old enough to like help, they think that A, they're pretty awesome because they can help. And B, they take real ownership of what is grown and it's really exciting for them anything that they harvest. So I try to make sure that there's something to pick often so that she can be excited about it Um, now we're kind of in full swing so we've we have a ton of squash we have zucchini we have yellow uh, crooked neck squash we have patty pan squash and all of those are pretty fun for her because they look different they taste a little different and um, they're different colors so for young kids different colors is pretty exciting So if you're growing carrots, maybe get a a packet that's mixed so that you can have some regular looking carrots, some red carrots, some purple carrots, some white carrots. They think that's really neat. We grew potatoes this year. So I got uh, seed potatoes, I guess, the ones that are actual potatoes, not the true potato seed, and it had different colors in it. So tonight we had a nice surprise. I was moving one of the squash plants over because it it was... starting to grow over where I had my potatoes. And, um, I felt a potato under there. So we went ahead and dug them up and we had red and purple potatoes. And my daughter was so excited that she would take each potato to her dad behind her back and to surprise him because she thought it was just I can't really describe how excited she was. It was She was awestruck by the fact that we grew purple potatoes and um, it was just really fun. That's the great thing about toddlers. It can be exasperating sometimes with toddlers because um, your garden is not going to be well thought out or, or perfectly spaced or anything like that. Uh, but. It's really fun because they just love the whole thing. They like digging in the dirt, they like planting the seeds, they like watering it, they really love harvesting it. Um, It's just amazing to do. Now when my son got a little bit older, he wasn't so much into um, the planting part because he had already done that. He thought that was a little boring. But he liked to plan it out he liked to help me pick which crops to plant and he liked to help me decide where we should put them so it kind of evolved a little bit and now that he's a teenager it's more that he wants to find cool plants for his sister and wants to make sure that i'm growing plants that he likes and he takes some interest in in new ways to trellis things that are climbers so remember that you know, while it's really fun when they're toddlers, it can still be fun in a different way as your kid gets older. You can still keep them as, as part of the process. Whether it's exactly like you were picturing it or not, it can still be a fun way to bond. So, one of the exciting things about gardening with children is that bonding part for me. Like, that's a big part of why I do it. I get to watch them grow as we garden. So my daughter has learned so much from gardening uh, about how, how you plant them and how they grow and what you need to do to help them grow. And so now she knows that plants need water, they need sunlight, they get stuff from underground, nutrients from the soil, and then a lot of them will bloom. And You gotta watch the blooms to see if they get pollinated. And if they do, then you see what is growing. So, um, that's been really neat. It also is nice that you can fall back on that when your kid gets older, to do things like science projects. My son has done several of his school science fair projects based on plants. So, like grow lights versus no grow lights, um, how much sunlight things need. He's also done different varieties to see if, if they grow differently or better. So, he likes to incorporate that into school now, so that's always nice that you have something, uh, because if you're like me, you're gonna have seeds laying around and you're gonna have potting soil laying around. So if a science project comes up and you realize you don't have as much time as you thought you did to complete it, um, you can always pick something quick. Like we did radishes one year. Um, And I don't remember what that was. That might've been the grow light year, like grow light versus no grow light uh, versus no light and um so it was nice because we had the things on hand to do it so we didn't have to run out and buy that much except for like the poster board and some new markers and it just made the whole thing that much simpler like much less stressful than some of the other projects that he has done for school so we loved it Uh, we love gardening We love getting that knowledge and being able to use it. So it's not just growing food that your family can enjoy, that you grow on your own, although I I like that part too because, you know, if you try to buy organic in the store, it's pretty expensive. And I'm not super worried about organic. I'm more worried about, are we getting enough fruits and vegetables in our diet? But for people who that's a huge concern for, growing your own can be rewarding in that way. But um, with kids, in mind that uh, you've got to keep it fun. (laughs) Uh, And it may not, like I said before, go the way that you thought. So, if you have a type A personality, you want to make sure that you give them their own area to plant and that you have your own area to plant. If you don't mind, uh, then just let them go at it. I usually just let them go at it. So, for example, this year my garden looks a little silly. Um, It doesn't look Like a super well-thought-out garden mainly because my daughter planted beans everywhere. So um, Where I planted my tomatoes, there are beans growing around and up the tomatoes There are beans growing with the cucumbers There are beans growing by themselves in random places of random things Um, There's beans growing in the corn which we did plan Um, But there's just beans everywhere. There's beans growing under the grapevine there's lettuce growing between um, like our walkway and our garden bed it's like this this little crack but somehow we have like three lettuce things growing and she'll just go pick some lettuce leaves and eat them and pick a few of the baby tomatoes and eat them and then run around the side of the house and get some peas and eat those so just remember it's not going to be picture-perfect and your garden is probably not going to look like one in a magazine So, if that's important to you, then you need to make sure you give them their own little space. So, this year, um, we're going to do a fall garden, and so she was sad because when I was pregnant with her, actually right before I found out I was pregnant with her, we decided to turn this area on the top of her heel into a circle garden because I had this big plan about like a corn maze type thing, which didn't even work out, but it's fine. we dug that bad boy up and dug out the shrub and everything and had this garden and it was good my son loved it he liked planting it he liked actually helping plant it he helped dig out um, the shrub uh, so I mean that's some great memories to have but now it's grown up because I found out pretty much right after we did that that I was pregnant and then I just really didn't have time to keep up with everything for the first little bit because uh, little E was a little more clingy than Biggie ever thought about being, which is fine. I'm really going to miss it because she's getting older and a little less clingy, and it kind of makes me sad, but it did mean doing some things was just really hard for a few years, and then last year, we had a little garden, but I didn't do as much because she wasn't as big and as good at helping, and so it was more of a hindrance than a help, so I planted less things so that we could keep that uh, not stressful and enjoy it. So this year it's been nice to come out and make a garden but she's sad she's never had a circle garden because she's heard us talk about it and um i ordered her a um, big bed mini it's from the same people that do the smart pots Uh, i've never used smart pots uh, but i've heard good things about them so i'm going to give this a shot it's purple we're going to fill it up and let her have her very own fall garden Um, So that I can cover up some areas in the garden that need good amendment and then use a a few other little small areas To plant a few fall things, but also let her have her own free reign of what she wants to do and what she wants to plant and grow Um, She's helped me pick out all manner of seeds I'm not sure where we're going to put all these seeds to be honest I guess we'll find somewhere and that's kind of part of the joy of it is that they get excited about what they're gonna grow and you can really go out on a limb and try new things that you may not have tried before Um, so look around uh, look online order some fun colors or some fun shapes or just something completely off the wall that will grow in your area and give it a shot you know some of our things didn't work out as well and that's okay like our corn looks really spindly and um we picked one ear today and while it was all the kernels were there they were really small and sad looking and i told emily that sometimes in gardening things don't work out we had to pull up one of the pumpkin plants because it was getting some powdery mildew and i just didn't want that to spread everywhere because all she wants to do is have a pumpkin for halloween and i saw one pumpkin so far that has um, pollinated and is growing on the vines that we have. I'm sure there will be more, but since I know there's at least one, I did not want that one to get <clears throat> anything. I didn't want anything to happen to it. I didn't want to get the powdery mildew. Um, I'm really keeping an eye on it because I'm like, oh, please, let this one pumpkin grow. Like, I'll be happy if we only have one pumpkin that grows. And that that's, that's the thing, you know, I'm not as worried about, like, what I get out of the garden. I'm more worried about what my kids get out of the garden, but it is also, um, personally gratifying. I like coming out in the morning and checking on my garden. I like watering it. It just makes me feel closer to nature, even though I kind of live in the middle of nowhere, so I am in nature, but it just brings me closer. It reminds me of my childhood. It reminds me of, um, you know, when I was young, I we'd garden or I would go walk in the woods, which I don't do now because I don't live by my own woods that I own. So I can't just go wandering up in, this, in woods <laughs> that are near me because they're pri- private, pro- private property. So it just makes me feel close to nature. And I like to pass it on to my kids so that they can want to feel close to nature and connected. So that's another great thing about gardening is that it makes them that much closer to the process of growing food or growing plants. You don't have to do food. You can always do flowers. You can grow um, different flowers with your kids. And that's just as rewarding because they still see things grow. Um, They get to see the beautiful colors and and, um, be excited about it. That's the main thing. Your kids are going to be super excited, especially the young ones about gardening, and that's gonna create great memories. You know, my son still talks about things we did when he was younger and we were gardening. And even though he helps now, like I said, in a different way, he likes to plan the garden and pick new varieties for his sister. And So it's different, but it's it still continues that bond and it still continues great memories. So get out there and either let your kids go wild or pick a small space for them to do it in and just go for it if you don't have an outdoor area you can always do a container gardening inside or on your patio or balcony or deck or whatever you've got Um, near a sunny window even there's a lot you could grow in containers Um, you can grow potatoes in containers you can grow tomatoes you can grow cucumbers peppers I haven't tried squash they're pretty big and pumpkins I just don't think that would work I could be wrong I guess you could look it up and see if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like that would, those would probably be a little more not-so-great ideas, but you can grow peas, and you can grow beans, and you can grow lettuce, and radish, and kale, and, and all sorts of things in containers if, if that's what space you have, then, you know, do what you have. That's fine. It doesn't have to be. I know that when, especially with my son, when I was my first child, I wanted everything we did to be perfect. Because that's what you see everywhere. You see the perfect family doing the perfect things. All the things they do look amazing and like it was effortless for them. And, and they just know everything. And they're experts already. And that's, that's fine. I'm glad some people can do that. Uh, if you're one of those people, then all manner of props to you. But my stuff is a little more chaotic. It doesn't look perfect. It, generally, it doesn't go perfect. And that's okay, my kids still appreciate it and they still enjoy it and they still love it. And and that's what matters, isn't it? So um, I hope everyone learned a little today about some tips to garden with your kids. You know, keep it fun, keep it exciting. Um, let them be a part of the process, whatever part it is that they're wanting to play. Let them help plan or pick, the veg- pick what they're gonna grow. Let them plant it if they want to. Definitely let them harvest it. Just go out there and enjoy it and make great memories. Happy happy gardening, everyone. I thought I would add a little bit to the gardening with kids segment and tell you of some ways to cut costs because we know that having children is expensive and doing any hobby with them is expensive. But sometimes gardening, as fun as it is and as much as it can pay off in the end, the initial cost to set it up can keep some people from doing it. One way to save money is to start your plants from seeds as opposed to transplants. This year I did a lot of transplants because I, I just didn't start in time to get everything started from seed and it definitely costs more than the years that I use mostly um, grow my own transplants from seed. The good thing about that is you can get a larger variety in seed packets as opposed to transplants Especially if you live in a like, rural area like we do. There's not a lot of options when you're buying plants. Whereas when you're getting seeds, you can get all manner of seeds just to try out. And it can be, a, like I talked about in the previous part of the segment, it can be a nice variety of types and colors and shapes. And that can keep your kids excited. Plus you can order them in the winter when um, the kids are going a little stir crazy and you might be too. So it can give you a little afternoon project like look up seeds and decide what all you're going to grow the next year. You will need to read your seed packet to see how long it will take for it to mature to the harvest stage and make sure you're not planting it in the wrong season. You're not planting it too early or too late when you replanted cucumbers to grow from seed. And we just started them so early that it was just, they got really leggy and we had to stick some in the ground anyway to recoup some of the loss that we had most. So keep that in mind, that you want to make sure you're allowing enough time for them to not only mature to harvest, but you're allowing enough time for them to be a nice size when you're going out to transplant them in the garden. Keep in mind some seeds do better when they're not transplanted, so you need to research and see which ones of those you want to plant straight into the ground. And if you're not sure, there's been some years I've planted uh, a couple in the ground, and I had a few that I started in soil myself. It's really simple to do. You can buy... The little tray seedling trays, as they call them, or you can just save yogurt containers or any like soup cans and poke holes in the bottom and just put a little dirt in them and get them started. You can, you don't have to spend much money to do it. Now, getting quality dirt can add up, and probably your first few years doing that that's going to be one of your bigger costs if you're not planting straight out in the ground. Is getting dirt, uh, you can start your own little compost pile if you want or find other methods to enhance your soil in the future but in the beginning that's going to be a little bit costly. So your dirt is going to be a little bit more expensive than your other things but if you go somewhere like your local co-op or a nursery then sometimes you can get it by the scoop and while you'll have to get like a truck or someone with something that can help transport that then uh It's still a nice bargain. You might end up with a pile of dirt somewhere, but you could always pick a spot in your yard and decide that's going to be a raised bed. You don't always have to to have the expensive containers to put the dirt somewhere. I've seen some beautiful gardens where people just layered up their soil, and um, over time it became its own raised bed without the border, and it still looks really nice and natural keep that in mind when you're doing any containers. Like I said, you can use seedling trays to start your transplants, but instead you could also easily use stuff you already have in your kitchen and just poke holes in it and go for it. Same thing with containers. You can use about anything as a container as long as you can plant in it and poke holes in yeah. it. Now I like to excuse some of the um, background noise. My daughter keeps running around in the yard and I'm trying to record while she's doing that, so I'm trying to Stop the recording when she starts getting loud or is running up to say something so that it's not too distracting. But uh, there probably will be a little bit of that in this this little segment edition. So, like I said, you use just about anything for a container or um, if you're going to make a raised bed area. Or don't do any of that and just dig you a spot in the yard. But if you're doing something small and you're going to be gardening in containers, then I would find things to repurpose. Really old pots that you don't like anymore. Like I have one that I finally was like, okay, I'm done. Because it was a little warped. You can um, use those as a container. Just make sure you have some drainage holes in there. Otherwise, um, it can get a little bit too wet inside. Or stick some rocks in the bottom. And that way the water can drain down. What time did you do it that? local hardware store, or um, gardening nursery, um, or co-op, or whatever it is that's around you. You can get it by the Scoopful. The thing about that is you're probably going to need somebody who's got a truck to help transport it for you. And you may end up with a big pile in your yard. Uh... But to me, that's okay. I've seen some beautiful gardens where people just literally layered up their soil and put in some amendments over the fall, like leaves and straw and vegetable peelings and stuff, and just kind of built it up. Something called lasagna gardening. And so it's sort of borderless, but it is higher than the rest of the ground over time. And those can be really pretty. Uh, it all depends on your terrain. Like I live on a hill, so that's not really the best idea. There's so much, you know, rain here that the water just sort of scoops it all away, but depending on where you're at, that could be an option. If you're growing in containers, then maybe start small, and instead of having it all at one time, you do a little at a time. That way you're not buying so much dirt at once. Maybe make it like a month-long project, depending on how you get paid, and um, buy enough to do part of what you want to do one week, so split it up into like fourths or halves if you're getting paid every two weeks, or make it a couple of months project, you know, like if you're going to start out with quick growers like that don't need a lot of space like lettuce and radish and stuff, one bag of dirt can do you for a while because you don't need quite as deep a pot, and then you can get some more dirt for the deeper pots later, and so that, that can help at least make it not everything at once. Just try to do whatever works For You You know, there are times that uh, I've had forethought and saved up the money and known what I was going to need. And there's times that I'm like, oh, I still need more
1: dirt. I've got to go get more dirt.
0: So keep that in mind. Sometimes um, slow and steady wins the race. If that's not really a concern for you, like you don't have to worry so much about that money's not quite as tight, then, you know, do it all at once. and that's fine. The good thing about starting from seed for me is that I already have some dirt easily. So if all of a sudden something comes up and looks like it needs to be up-potted or whatever, then I have some dirt to kind of cover that. I just make sure that I keep some handy. If there are ever any sales in your area, when it's off season, sometimes nurseries will have sales even for dirt, then go for it. Get some then to kind of stock up for when you're gonna be gardening. So, yeah, start from seeds, Uh, figure out the dirt costs, be uh, creative in what containers you use, and I know that there are times that my kids want to do fun things, like my daughter's got a little fairy garden. My son had made in this pea tower once, it was really supposed to be like a three-tier flower planter, but we used it for peas one year. He put different action figures in there, and they were stuff he already had, like even little stuff he'd gotten out of the quarter machine down at the local restaurant. So you don't have to use expensive things. They don't have to look picture perfect for your kids to love them and it'd be really fun for you guys. So keep that in mind when you're doing extra things like trying to get things that are decorative in your garden, whether it's for your kids or yourself. You can buy things from the Dollar Tree, the dollar store. You can find things and repurpose them. That's fine. It's your garden. Make it however you want. Uh, just. Whatever you want to do is fine. Another way to save money is that if you aren't planning, are not planting in containers, but you're planting in a garden bed or a raised bed or your like typical garden, then try to use as much space as possible. You can grow some climbers up other things. So, for example, beans and peas will grow just fine up sunflowers and corn. Uh, Take your climbers like cucumbers and. Things like that, and let them grow up something. That way, it's, instead of taking up all that space on the ground, it's taking space by going vertical. That's a great tip to getting more in your garden. Uh, try to plant the tall stuff towards the back and the short stuff towards the front. You know, whatever. To me, front and back. If you're not gardening something that has a wall behind it, would be like where what gets the most sunlight because you want. Um, those lower ones to get sunlight unless of course you have a shade loving plant that needs a little bit of cover then make sure you're planting it in between things and under things so that it still gets enough light to grow but that it also um isn't getting so much it gets burned out especially stuff like lettuce and like peas are a cool crop you might start in the spring but want to keep them growing as long as possible also keep mind that rotating crops is nice, and I'm not really talking about rotating between seasons, although we'll probably touch that in a later segment. But I mean like, if you pick something, put something there. Another way to save money would be to ask around. Some places have free seed exchanges, or you might have a neighbor that's grown something you love, or has something that you can get a cutting from. Um, And that can help you get your garden going without costing quite as much money. We do that in my family all the time. If someone has extra, like too many flowers are going to thin them out or their rose or any vine is doing really well and and they may ask somebody wants a cutting. and, And that's so nice and free, so we just almost always take it. So yeah, if there's any freebies you can get from somebody, get them. Also after your first garden, you can save the seeds. Now there's different processes for different seeds, so, but it's really easy to find out how to do that. And um, I do that all the time. It's nice because I don't have a huge garden, so when I save seeds, they usually last me a while, a couple of years at least. And it's like I just use them the next year to start the transplants. And that, while not free in the initial investment, is free in later years. So a lot of them are easy to do. It's pretty much just laying them out and letting them dry and then putting them in a container. So um, especially if you're only going to use them for a few years, you don't have to worry so much about viability if you have enough to um, not stress if they don't all germinate. So keep that in mind too. I hope that you found a few helpful tips to help you save money when you're gardening with kids or really gardening in general. Uh, If you have any other suggestions, just Uh, let me know. I'm not really sure how this podcast thing works. As I said, this is sort of my first venture into it, but you can always check out my um, blog, uh, Gardening with E at Blogspot, and uh, leave a comment there if you want, Um, and that's fine. I'll try to address any questions that you do have. I think you can leave comments on most of the places, that my podcast is going to be at. So if you have suggestions or something wasn't very clear, just shoot me a comment and uh, I'll respond as soon as possible. So
1: anyway, I hope everyone enjoyed it. I hope you got some good tips and happy gardening y'all. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Gardening with E podcast. Now I actually did this episode yesterday and then somehow deleted it um, and so, after I saved it. So, today we're going to have a special guest, Little E, or Miss Emily. She is three and a half years old, and she loves to compost. So, I, right now she's actually digging in the new dirt that we have made. So, I'm going to ask her a few questions, and let's see what she says. Uh, Emily? What? What are you playing in right now?
0: Um, pinches with her mom and I'm going to put the tent on the real in the garden with no poopies.
1: Right, right. She has made some dirt, but you don't put poopies in the dirt. Now, to be clear about that, you don't put people poopy in the dirt, but some people do use uh, manure from animals like cows and stuff um, to make a hot compost. But for our purposes, we're potty training, so we don't want to cause any confusion. So we don't put any poopy in our dirt. What do we put in there to make it make dirt, Emily? Um, stick and everything else and grass. Yeah, like we take the grass that has been mowed and dried. We mix a little bit of that in there. We usually use the grass, though, to put just on our garden to help with some weed suppression because it's free and plentiful and might as well. But we also take, like, when there's a storm and a lot of little twigs blow down, we tear those up and put those in our compost, because that is one of the browns, as is cardboard and paper. And that's mainly what our brown sources are. So, like, when we go to the store we buy something in a cardboard box and uh, the car- all the stuff gets used up, then we just tear the cardboard into little pieces. We have a bag going right now in the house that's just a bunch of little pieces of cardboard so that we can put it in our next round of compost and put it on top of the side bit of the garden once it has finally died down from the summer because I'm not going to plant there in the fall. I'm just going to kind of lasagna garden it up because I had done lasagna gardening where you just put different layers to kind of make a compost in place so you don't have to dig up the dirt so much. If you keep doing that, you don't have to dig at all. It's called a no-dig garden eventually, but you have to have a lot of layers. And before, I really didn't have that many layers, so I'd focused one year on the front garden, one year on the back garden. I need to get a good year on the side garden, and so I've been saving step up, and um, that's just what we've been doing, so we also put in some greens, so we put in um, a lot of vegetable peelings and eggshells and tea bags, and on the rare occasion, I feel like having coffee because I'm much more of a tea drinker than a coffee drinker. We'll put in the coffee grounds. But you can also get those from coffee shops or local restaurants or even McDonald's. We'll put them in a basket sometimes in these neat little bags they have. So, it's not hard to compost. You need somewhere to compost at, though. Some people um, just have a little can. They keep a little can of compost going in their kitchen. And when it's done, then they pour it out and start again because they don't have a lot of room. Or let's say they're growing containers. They don't need a lot of dirt. Um, Fresh, wonderful compost then, um, you know, they'll just do that. Other people have um, large areas that they compost in, and you can look on YouTube or the internet, or and there's all kinds of people do it a million and one different ways. Um, we just sort of go for the slow compost. We don't worry about making it too hot, and we just let it do its deal. And I was a little worried that that might be the wrong way to go because this is our first year composting. But we have some really pretty dirt right here. It's taken longer than most people's. Um, but it, it looks great. It's going to be wonderful in our garden. Um, side bed there. I think it's going to, I'm going to throw that down as one of our layers with, is with our compost. At least as much as I can, you know, lay down. I may do half the bed and then wait for some more compost to happen and then do another half. Um, but I don't know. I don't know that it'll compost quite as quickly in the winter. So we'll just have to see where we get with that. But we're also saving up, like I said, uh, torn up pieces of cardboard. We're also saving some large box to lay down to make flat and then lay down for the first layer and we're going to save up the next probably from now on out because I think I have enough grass mulch on the gardens. We might save a little bit of it when we plant the fall garden and then we're just going to kind of make a not a pile pile so it doesn't get too moldy but like an you know an area that we can spread it out let it dry and then spread some more out and let it dry and then eventually put it on there when we have enough, but I've been saving up the eggshells. I've not been saving up the vegetable peeling because I feel like I can sort of do that when it gets closer because we eat a lot of vegetables, Um, so I'll probably do that when it gets closer to the point when the garden's kind of dying down, and I'll just put them in the compost between now and then. So, Emily, uh, what's your favorite thing about the compost? Getting, making,
0: um, new that and just some stuff.
1: There's no poopies. Right. Right now, she's putting dirt in a little pot. Are you wanting to plant something in your pot?
0: Yeah, but first I have to, to, um, have this chalk thing.
1: Yeah, you filled up an old chalk container with your new compost dirt. Now you're putting it in a little pot, and we're going to plant something. Um, Emily gets excited. She likes to put things in the compost pile. When we cut up vegetables and stuff, she loves to come bring it down here. She likes to collect little twigs and sticks that we break up she likes to help tear up the cardboard so it's really something that kids can help with at any age even when they're younger even when you think they wouldn't be much help if they can you know hold on to a piece of vegetable peeling and then drop it into the compost pile then they can help and it makes them feel like a big part of the whole gardening process and it teaches them some things too that you know all these organic things do break down and it, it can make something wonderful to help your garden. So I hope that you give it a chance to um, compost with your family on a small or a large scale. Remember, like I said before, you don't have to have mm-hmm. the hugest garden or the most beautiful garden or the you know, Pinterest perfect garden. Same thing with your compost. You just do what you can do with what space you have and what materials you have and time you have just enjoy it so I hope everyone's garden is going well I hope you're working on some compost I hope you're thinking about um, your fall garden and you know we've got some stuff going right now we've got um, our cabbage and our broccoli and our cauliflower growing and we've planted out some lettuce and um, some spinach and Fix some do beets and carrots so I hope that you guys are thinking of what's going to go in your space next and you're planning on using some compost if not now in the future so Emily I want to ask you one more question before we go what do you what is your favorite thing about gardening is it composting or is it growing or is it eating what you grow
0: um growing stuff where you eat and what you go
1: so pretty much the whole thing Yeah, she likes playing in the composter when it's made. She likes playing in the compost before it's fully made. So ours gets turned quite regularly. Um, But anyway, I hope that uh, everything's going well in your garden and your lives in general. Happy gardening, y'all.